of the Titans, the Mount Rushmore of players we all know the names of. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers. Then there are the Giants hoping to join this group. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Nonetheless, you can't forget about these new guys hoping to dethrone everything those that came before them created and blaze their own trail into NFL history. Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Mac Jones. Men that won't let you forget who they are. And if you do, they'll be more than happy to remind you. This is the show where we'll talk about all those legacies and so much more. We'll follow these storylines from the beginning of the season all the way to the climax of the Super Bowl. We'll see giants fall and watch new men who you never expected to take over stand tall. Through adversity and victory, the NFL has it all. We will cover every minute of it here. No buts about it. Hello. Welcome to No Butts About It. I'm your host, Josh Butts, from a kitchen in Indiana. And we've got a lot of controversy on today's show. But first, I uh, just want to make sure, put it out there. I put it on the Instagram yesterday afternoon. But all shows this summer are going to be on Monday and Thursday. I'm not going to do the Wednesday show during the summer just because Wednesdays, for whatever reason, I just always seem to be busy. And it feels weird to just moving them each week. So I'm just going to make it a permanent move Monday and Thursday. That way I can have a bit more time to prepare each show and what I'm going to talk about. And it kind of worked out in our favor this week because there wasn't really a lot to talk about on Wednesday. But then Wednesday night, everything kind of seemed to start taking place. I saw a lot of articles popping up and stuff to talk about. Lots of controversy out there in the NFL um, the last day or so. So a couple smaller stories, and then we'll get into the bigger stories. Um, Not a lot of signings, but uh, it's it's almost like people are getting bored. They're just kind of going after one another. So a small story just came out uh, two hours ago. Um, According to JPA Football on Instagram, LaShawn McCoy is not ha- was not happy with off- Chiefs offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy and said he's the reason why he stopped playing in Kansas City. Uh, LaShawn McCoy said, There's a reason why every year they hype him up to get a job, and then when the time comes, nobody hires him because they not- know the type of coach he really is. Uh, so that's an end quote. Um, so yes, Eric Bieniemy has been someone who has every year people have expected him to get a head coaching job every year. People point to how great the Chiefs offense is and expect him to get a head coaching job. And for whatever reason he doesn't, LaShawn McCoy is saying it's because of his attitude and the type of coach that he is. Um, LaShawn McCoy also didn't have a great, uh, career in Kansas City. It was very short-lived. Obviously, he spent most of his career as an Eagle, but he only had four touchdowns with Kansas City, and uh, three. he had three fumbles while he was on Kansas City, so he almost fumbled the ball as many times as he had touchdowns. So, not great. Um, Eric Bieniemy has been a great offensive coordinator. Uh, in 2018, the Chiefs ranked first in points per game, 2019 fifth, 2020 sixth, and in 2021 fourth. Obviously, they have Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, and they had Tyreek Hill, so they had a lot of things helping them out. 
But I think Eric Bieniemy is probably a one of the better offensive coordinators in the league, if not the best offensive coordinator in the NFL currently. So not huge drama, obviously, but that is something to look out for. Maybe Eric Bieniemy will respond to what LaShawn McCoy had to say. Um, LeVar Arrington randomly kind of went after Drew Brees. Uh, he claimed that Drew Brees is not as popular as he thinks he is in a, I think a tweet quote, he's not as loved as he thinks he is. And he acts out when it doesn't go the way he would like for it to go. He is reaching out and he's crying out for attention. End quote. I don't know what that means. I don't know why he's randomly going after Drew Brees. Uh, Drew Brees is probably going to be in the Hall of Fame. Almost definitely going to be in the Hall of Fame. Uh, He beat Peyton Manning in a Super Bowl. Definitely a very random thing to say, kind of go after him. I don't know if he's talking about when Drew Brees kind of joked about going out of retirement when uh, the Saints started signing receivers. And that's what he's referring to. I don't know. That's it's a really late time to just kind of be responding to that. But, um, yeah, that was really weird and random, but it happened. So I'm mentioning it. Uh, okay. So also final small story, in my opinion, the other two are much bigger, I think. Um, and more pertinent. Well, the one isn't necessarily more pertinent, but I've got more opinions on it. So, uh, the Panthers could also, bring back quarterback Cam Newton if he takes less money and is okay with not entering camp as a starter, says John Alexander. So if Cam Newton comes back, which they brought him back last year after Sam Darnold got injured. So if he comes back again, he's going to need to take a pay cut and he's not going to be entering as the starter, which means to me, they are kind of saying in a weird way, according to John Alexander, Sam Darnold is the starter. And Sam Darnold still says he thinks he has the potential to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league. 2018 draft pick, Josh Allen's up there. He's got a lot to look up to from that class. Sam Darnold thinks he can be that guy. So um, maybe we can bolster some competition in Carolina with more than just the rookie pick. Um, This draft, the late round pick. So maybe... They bring in Cam Newton to get that veteran voice, uh, obviously a person who the fans of the franchise are very familiar with. He had that MVP season, took the Panthers to a Super Bowl, kind of fell off near the end, but he came back. Uh, let's see what happens in Carolina. So keep an eye, Carolina Panthers fans. Cam Newton might be coming back. Super Cam might be coming back. Speaking of quarterbacks making an appearance out of kind of nowhere, not not really nowhere, but anyway, uh, Raiders brought in Colin Kaepernick for a workout this week. Uh, that's obviously controversial. So here's my take on it. Here's my opinion on the whole Colin Kaepernick thing. He's an NFL quarterback, and he played in the NFL. He played in a Super Bowl. They lost the Super Bowl. I personally don't think he's a great NFL quarterback. I don't think he's a starter. What I do respect about him though, and I'll give him this, I'll give him his fair shake, is he is now said he's willing to come in as a backup and earn the starting role. I think that's a lot more fair 
before he was turning down, I think the Denver Broncos offered him the position of backup, and he turned it down because he wanted to be paid starter money, and he believed he deserved to be paid starter money. If he's willing to come in as a backup, take backup money, and earn the position as starter, I respect that. I don't necessarily agree with all of his politics. I don't agree with all of his politics, and I don't agree with everything he's said. I do agree with some of the things he's said, and I, I don't necessarily agree with the way that he went about doing the things he did. That's a different discussion. But he is an NFL quarterback. He's capable of throwing a football at a higher level than most people. So let him play. There are guys in the league who have done much worse than what he did. Um, A lot of them have done their time, and they've made it back. What I do think is interesting about the situation was Colin Kaepernick compared the NFL to slavery and uh, how he was poked and prodded and measured, which is probably true. I mean, you look at stats, hands are measured, stuff like that, um, to test strength. But to compare it to slavery, I don't think that's right because you're obviously making a million dollars at least. And so... Colin Kaepernick wants to come into the league. I'm not sure what type of relationship he'll have with these NFL players, these NFL owners, NFL coaches, etc. Because he did that. He did compare the NFL to slavery, said very negative things about the NFL. But as far as whether or not he should be allowed to play in the NFL, I think he should be allowed to. I think he should be allowed in. Give him a chance. Um, a lot of people say... He's so bad, he shouldn't be given a chance. Well, if he's bad, he won't make the team. If he's bad and he does make the team, then we'll all see on live television when he plays how bad he is. Um, He hasn't played since 2016, I believe. So he's nearly a decade out. So that's six years about. So just half a decade from playing in the NFL, but he wants to come back. He wants to play. The Raiders are giving him the chance. I say we let the Raiders give him a chance, give him a practice, see what happens. Maybe the dude can still ball. Maybe he can't. Politics aside, if you can throw a football well and you didn't murder someone, I say you get a chance. There are guys that have done a lot worse than what Colin Kaepernick did. And I'm not necessarily supporting what he did. Again, I have my views on stuff. He has his. But, I mean, Michael Vick fought dogs, went to jail, came back, and then still was able to play in the NFL. Obviously, I don't agree with Michael Vick fighting dogs. I think that's bad. I also think Michael Vick did his time. He's done a lot of interviews since. Uh, He at least seems sympathetic to the fact that he did wrong. Obviously, he did do wrong. So maybe the rehabilitation system worked for once. Um, Give him a second chance. But that's my opinion on Colin Kaepernick and a little bit of my opinion on Michael Vick there at the end. So uh, going into the other story I was talking about that wasn't necessarily super pertinent to the league, but just kind of bothered me and I wanted to talk about it a bit. And 
as soon as I heard about it, I made a post on my Instagram, no butts underscore show. So some of you may have seen that. But anyway, uh, this guy, uh, Grant Cohn, I think it's Grant Cohn. Sorry, it's C-O-H-N, so could be Khan, I guess. Sorry, Grant, if I'm mispronouncing that. I'm not doing that on purpose. Uh, anyway, I believe he's a Sports Illustrated blogger or like intern. And again, I don't want to misrepresent anything here, even though I don't agree with what he did or what happened. But I'm going to try to share the facts fairly as I view them, as I have read them, as I understand them. So apparently um, he had an altercation with 49ers defensive tackle Javon Kinlaw. And it seems, in my opinion, that Cone conducted himself unprofessionally at the 49ers OTAs. He uh, had openly admitted to making videos where he was very hypercritical of Kinlaw, saying that he was one of the worst draft picks in San Francisco 49ers history, talking about how bad of a player he was. Um, Apparently, Kinlaw had had enough of it and walked up to Cone and allegedly... He said, flipped off his hat that he was wearing and called him some slurs. And uh, it obviously there's a thing here where you got, you know, you back up your friends, defend your friends. But multiple 49ers players, including Debo Samuel, Debo Samuel, who doesn't even want to be with the team, allegedly, and is looking for a trade, said, that didn't happen. That doesn't seem like Javon. He may have gone up and talked to him. He, Some of the players said he did go up and talk to him. He didn't flip off his hat. He may have yelled at him for stuff that Grant uh, Cohn was saying about him. And here's, here's why it bothers me. I obviously wasn't there. I don't know what happened. Um, really, I think only Javon and Grant will ever really know what happened. But uh, we, we criticize players. I've criticized players like Carson Wentz on this show a lot uh, just because I don't think that their playing style is necessarily sustainable and or it's not at the level it should be or it could be. That is under the context in the preface, and I want people to understand this, I'm aware that I can't do that. I can't play at that level. When I am critiquing, I'm under, I understand that I might be missing something. That maybe the coach told them to do that for some reason. I understand that I could not do what these men are doing out there on the field. But compared to the NFL level and what other men in that same league are doing at that position and what I understand that position to be doing and what it appears to me. it That is what I critique them on. I am always willing to be wrong. If Carson Wentz wants to come onto the show and explain to me why he does what he does, I'm completely open to that. I would love that. I respect Carson Wentz as a person. We get into this mindset, though, where we start criticizing players like they're not people. And we can't do that. We have to remember that they're people with emotions and that they have problems at home. They have family issues just like everyone else. 
So becoming hypercritical of them and attacking them because maybe they caused our team to lose and we didn't like that. We didn't like them for that. Well, that's not effective. And just because they lost doesn't mean we have a right to attack them because they're probably more unhappy about it than you are. Grant Cohn has an opportunity that thousands, probably millions of men and women dream of. He has the opportunity to be welcomed in to the San Francisco 49ers building. He has the opportunity to get personal interaction with these players, to talk to them, obviously, and communicate with them and get their side of things. That is something thousands of men and women dream of as journalists, as podcasters, as sports media influencers, what have you. And they welcomed him in, presumably. I assume he didn't just walk in. He probably knew a lot of people that worked in the San Francisco 49ers building. And he's kind of ruined that. He's taken this opportunity that he's been given, this potentially one in a million chance, and he used it to almost like manipulate and hurt this man. Now, I don't think Javon Kinlaw necessarily, if he did flip off the hat and like call him whatever, I don't think that that was the proper way to go about it. But also when we are criticizing these players as a fan base, when we're interacting with the players on social media, we have to remember that they're people too, that they aren't just things out on the field that we watch on Sundays, Mondays, and Thursdays, and the occasional Saturday for our own enjoyment. This is their job. Yes, they're getting paid millions of dollars to play a game, but when it comes down to it, they are people. They suffer from mental illness like everyone else. They suffer from depression like everyone else. A lot of players have been really open about that. Most recently, Ryan Tannehill, who openly said he had to go to therapy after the uh, playoff loss to the Bengals. They are people too. And so we need to treat them as such even when we're criticizing their play, when we're analyzing their play. We can't get into this mindset that we're analyzing them so it's okay, we, that we're being objective. It's good to be objective, but not to the point where it's destructive to someone else's personal mental well-being. So, Grant Cohn, you, op- you openly said you're being hypercritical of Kenton Law. I'm sorry if I'm missing something here. But this is more so a call out to everyone else who watches football to remember that these are people too. Um, They get injured. They get hurt. That's people getting hurt. Let's remember that and uh, reach out to them as other people. Talk to them on social media like other people. Uh, This is a great opportunity for Grant. Um, especially if he's working for Sports Illustrated. I'm sure he has multiple opportunities like this. And I honestly hope that he gets a second chance. We just talked about second chances. Um, I hope that this is, isn't is the last time that he's welcomed into the San Francisco 49ers uh, facility. I hope that he's able to get that second chance. 
him and Javon are able to kind of work past this beef that they've got going on. Maybe they'll become friends. Maybe there was misinteraction somewhere, misunderstanding. But hopefully they can both look past this, forgive one another, because this is a really great opportunity that Grant has. It's an opportunity that I would love to have if I were in his shoes and if something like this happened to me, I know that I would be doing everything possible to fix it because that is, I mean, you're not going to uh, be able to recreate that. There's only 32 teams in the NFL. And if you make them all mad, uh, well, there goes your career. There goes your opportunity. And so if you are being paid to cover a sport that you love, that that's the dream for a lot of people. That's the dream for a lot of kids. And there's definitely going to be someone who's willing to fill in for that position. A lot of people are saying Javon should have responded differently, but I get it. Uh, when someone is just constantly going after you in what seems like an unfair way, uh, you respond. And Javon said on his Instagram story, stand firm for what you believe. Don't let no one play with your top 100 emoji. So, yeah, I hope Grant and Javon are able to move past this. It sucks that Grant may have blown his opportunity here. It makes Javon look bad. It makes Grant look bad. I just hope everyone can move past this because, you know, we just want we want everyone to be doing good. We want we hope everyone gets paid. We hope everyone does well. But at the end of the day, these players are humans too, and that's the way it goes. Um, sometimes people blow up and people get angry. So that's that's my opinion based on how I understand it. But like I said, I hope everyone just kind of moves on. I hope Grant gets a second chance and this doesn't become a regular thing for him because he's got a great opportunity. Uh, so that is the end of today's episode. Thank you for tuning in. We did have a couple people I saw on the little map thing that I've got. Uh, some people in Kansas. Some more people in Kansas popped up. And that is my dog in the background barking. Um, like I said, I'm in a kitchen. So every little sound you can probably hear. But if you heard that, that was my dog barking. But yes, people in Kansas. Thank you, people in Kansas, for listening to the show. Let's check the map real quick because we've got some time. We have person in St. Paul, Minnesota. Thank you, person in St. Paul, Minnesota, for listening. We also have two people in California, one in L.A. and one just south of Sacramento. And, yes, lots of people in Wichita, Kansas. So thank you, Wichita, Kansas, for listening. Lots of New York fans, New Jersey fans. Uh, those Jets fans starting to tune in because we talked good about you. I know that's limited. Uh, we're going to probably be talking more about the Jets soon, I think. I've got some plans to talk about the Jets soon. So hopefully you guys like that. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, please continue to share this with friends, family, people you see on the streets. Just 
Tell them to like, follow, and subscribe, whichever app you're on. We're on Apple Podcasts now and Spotify. So uh, do whatever you got to do to make sure you don't miss an episode of the show. Follow us on Instagram at nobuts underscore show. This has been No Buts About It, and I hope you all have a great day. And uh, be nice to someone. Do something good for someone. Uh, Make their day a little bit better. Thanks. See you all.